0: My name is Carter Hall thanks for tuning into the What Really Happened podcast again. Again, once again, I have a good friend of mine, Matt Long, um, who gave us some hey great- guys. Yeah. So, man. Uh got gave us some great content last time. So hopefully can keep talking talk about some UFC talk. Um Matt, you just got a fresh cut, looking good, dude. I like the haircut.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Carter. Uh man, it feels good to be back again.
0: Yeah, man. Last time we talked, we had the may, uh the crazy news of what happened with Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman, that kind of stuff went down last time we spoke. So, um, has it have you processed it enough yet since the last time we talked?
1: Um, uh, no, I I still can't believe that uh, Leon Edwards is the new welterweight welterweight champion. It it still hasn't hit me, man. I
0: don't think it still hasn't hit me either. It just feels like I don't know. It's so crazy to me. I'm still trying to process it to you a little bit in my head. I'm like. But the watch white champion, that's Kamara, like, it's not Kamara was anymore, it's Leon Edwards, but that's crazy, but um, that was in the past, you know, but now there's a pay-per-view coming up in the future, but uh, before I dive into UFC 280 on, um, next month, um, I kind of see you something on Instagram yesterday, I saw you something, on, you know, in the DM talking about how um, possibly Kevin Holland uh, retired, um, kind of, it's crazy news, and it's crazy because I think Kamaru uh, not Kamaru Luzman, Excuse me, Kevin Holland. He fought in the same card as Kamaro Luzman that last fight. No, no, what did he, did he fight? The last fight? It was in a catchweight fight, right? Against Nate, uh, Diaz, Nate Diaz card.
1: Yeah, he was in the Nate Diaz card. I mean, he crazy. fought Shemayev, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was a crazy. That was a crazy pay per view too. I remember watching that one too. And Nate, what do you think? About, first off, I want to get your take. What do you think about the whole Kevin Holland situation.
1: Uh, I hope it's not true. Um, I really hope Kevin Holland does stay in the UFC because I, I really like the guy, especially when he was talking um, during fights, which was uh, cracking me up. It, w- it was pretty funny. It's like he was just having fun out there. And like, I I, I just hope uh, we have uh, Kevin Holland still in the UFC. I mean, he, he's just fun to watch and like he he's definitely got a good personality as well
0: yeah i kind of think so too he's one of those people who isn't scared to talk or anything like that as we can see with his, his last fight in the catchweight fight but he's one of those people too i think are just so talented too he, for, like, correct me if i'm wrong matt but i think he's he's kind of he's somewhat well not somewhat but i guess he's somewhat i guess you could say that young for ufc and he's like he wasn't been fighting super duper long has he
1: uh I, I don't I don't think he has to be honest. He looks young.
0: Yeah, you know I'm saying like I don't remember he's not like cowboy Cerrone fighting until he's like eighty years old or anything like that, you know? But um it's crazy. I hope it's not true either, because I think I I literally was telling you and I was like I literally opened up Instagram and that's the first thing I see is that Kevin Holland, a picture of Kevin Holland it says retired. And I was just like, that came out of nowhere. That's like a big news thing I just broke out you know i was like i didn't hear anything of him possibly retiring i don't know if you did either but it's just all of a sudden like i i open up instagram and it says possibly retired or retired or something like that and i was like i did Matt hear something i don't know because i felt like you're one of the few people if not the only person i go to like who's actually like a like a legit insider of all mma so i'm like did you hear something and then we kind of broke it down but did you hear anything at all
1: no it, it came out of nowhere like just uh when you uh send me down like in the d m like I, I was shocked, like I still can't even get over jose Aldo retiring
0: I know that's jose Aldo he's another phenomenal I kind of came out of nowhere to you, but yeah, what do you think about jose retiring
1: i mean uh, like it it's just tough. I felt like if he would have beat uh uh swell de- Devisueli, or however you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. I think if he would have won that, he would have been next in line for the title. And, like, one fight away from a title and you lose, like, that's that's kind of heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, I think it's heartbreaking because, like, I've never seen anybody so close to a title shot and retire, like, right before, you know? i never, if it's happened before, I've never really heard of it, unless Josie's the first one. Like, he was, like, right there, super close to winning a title. Or not winning a title, but at least getting that opportunity, you know? Yes. Yeah, so to hope Kevin Holland, I hope that's not true either because, you know, losing two UFC, you know, where Josie Auto is at and where Kevin Holland's going to be if he continues to fight, it feels like those are going to be two great losses in the UFC, you know, that's just two phenomenal athletes at the top of their game just gone, you know. Kind of like Khabib a little bit retiring too. is like a guy who's at the top of his game, and all of a sudden he retires on top, I'm like, well <laughs> that's kind of crazy to me. At I least think it
1: was because of his dad. Yeah. Didn't want to fight without his dad, because his dad was always in this corner. Yeah.
0: I still remember him beating Justin Gates in his last fight. That was like another crazy fight too, and him just breaking down. That's such an emotional thing too. Watching that watching it back every race off tonight you know, just like, oh man, it's so sad, you know. And then um yeah, Kevin Holland breaking the news. I don't know if it's breaking news, but I'm not necessarily the one that's breaking it. It's already came out, but um, uh, yeah, so that's crazy. I want to get your thoughts on it on the top of the podcast, but um, kind of talk about Khabib a little bit. There is someone who Khabib has fought who is not retired, and that is um, kind of pivot a little bit to Conor McGregor. uh, McGregor, Mystic Mac, whatever you want to call him. Um, He is going to make his return. Um, Do you know when he's going to return at all or no?
1: I'm predicting it's 2023. To be honest with you,
0: yeah. The last time he fought was against Dustin Poirier, right? Yeah, when he hurt himself. Yeah, Yeah. it was kind of crazy match too. I remember watching that, and it was crazy. I was like, I was one of those things. I didn't watch. I was at a time for that fight, that card. But I remember, I think someone was watching. I think I want to say my brother or someone was watching it, and he texted me. It's like, hey, did you watch that? I'm like, did you watch this? What happened? I'm like didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, no, what happened? He's like, Connor broke his leg. I'm like, Connor, who? <laughs> Cause I didn't want to believe it was Conor McGregor, you know? So, um, when, you know, they said that Conor was going to be out for as long as he did, that's just kind, of, kind of crazy. Well, what were you thinking when he broke his leg like, got injured?
1: Um, as a big Conor McGregor fan, like, I didn't want to believe it. Like I was on my knees, like just wondering what just happened. And then like, I, I'm not going to lie. I nearly teared up, man, because like, a legend in the sport like that, that breaks his leg, it's kind of like a big setback. Kind of like what happened to Chris Weidman. Like, I didn't want to believe that leg break either. Yeah. The same leg break as Anderson Silva, like the exact leg break. And it was, it was just devastating to watch.
0: It was really devastating. Cause it felt like, you know, like you said, like, Connor he was one of those people like Anderson silver and all those people who were at the top of their games just in a match just had a freaking incident and broke their leg you know it's like I didn't wasn't able to process like Connor like because Connor and Dustin Hardy had their they fought prior years ago for the first time yeah and then Connor won that fight because it felt like Dustin he's a great fighter he was a great fighter then but he's wasn't near what he is like now mm-hmm. to be honest to be honest I had to think um, you may think I don't know if you think differently or not, but um, and they fought again, and Dustin won. But I think people were kind of, if I remember right, people were kind of saying Dustin or people were saying Dustin was kind of a flute thing that he won, and they fought a third time, right? Am I correct on this? Am I remembering this right? Yes. And then Connor came back, and they fought a third time, and that's when Connor broke his leg, and I was like. Man, the trilogy and this happens this is how it ends. Like you got to be kidding me, kind of thing. But yeah, this is crazy. And then all of a sudden, people were talking about his return, about six potential people, like some potential people. You know, Connor could face when he comes back. If you're Dana White, okay, let's put I'll put you in a situation. Want to put you on the spot? If you're Dana White and you're in the war room with your matchmakers who are some names that you're throwing out to pot- potentially fight Connor next?
1: Well, um, with the list that they made, I wouldn't pick Alexander Volkanovsky or P- Patty, the- Patty, the baddie. Mm-hmm. Those two are out. Uh, Jorge Masvidal would be a good fight. Um, I think, uh, he would be good, uh, fighting Tony Ferguson. Michael Chandler would be a good one. And, um, I wouldn't think Justin Gagey, even though Justin Gagey keeps talking so much about Conor McGregor. I mm. think uh, Conor and Charles, Charles Oliveira would probably be a good fight, but Conor needs to watch out for Charles' striking. Charles mm. has some pretty good striking. Even though that he's known for his grappling game, he's got some tremendous striking ability. And then um, I would say maybe Dan Hooker, like a tune-up fight, Dan Hooker.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a good fight. Hold on, I think someone's coming sister' walking I'm sorry um <laughs> you got edit this part of the podcast out but um I think we kind of saw that with you know Khabib when they we saw a grappler fight against someone like Conor you know who um someone who was a good striker or and, and Conor and we saw someone come and fight out um someone who's like a, a good wrestler like Khabib is you know and I think Dana White or not excuse me Dana Joe Rogan sorry Joe Rogan uh or a uh, DC may have said that, like, that's what happens when you fight someone who, like, and like who Connor who fights, um, someone who's a wrestler. It's like Connor's expecting to be taken down, you know, with a shot or something like that. And all of a sudden, you know, that's what they have. It's what Connor did in the early rounds. It's like with someone who is, you know, goes shot in the first round, you know, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. the second round, Connor, no, I'm sorry, Khabib throws a punch and knocks, he like knocks him, almost knocks him down. And I think Joe's like that's what happens. Like you get so flustered with your, his wrestling that you forget his power in his hands too. And that's what I kind of want to think too. Is like if you fights someone who has a wrestling like Michael Chandler or something like that. I think someone who has great you know grappling. I kind of wonder how Conor's going to do in that kind of those kind of fights like that.
1: Yeah, um, like you got to practice your wrestling too, just in case, man. Because like if you get taken down, like you got to be prepared to wrestle.
0: Yeah. Do you think Conor's been the same since Khabib, or no? Or do you think he may have still the same Conor McGregor?
1: Um, I thought he was gonna get back on track after his win against uh, Cowboy Cerrone, and then like he was winning that fight against Dustin Poirier in the second fight, until those uh, leg kicks were compromising his shin, of course, and like he couldn't he couldn't move at all when he was uh, against the cage, like he was trying to dodge all the punches that Dustin Poirier was throwing in the second round. But it it didn't work out for him. Like he was just covering up, and then next thing you know, Dustin hits, gets him with one good shot, and Connor like stumbles back, and then Dustin ends up finishing the fight. Sadly.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy. I think I kind of thought the same thing too after the after Cowboy fight because I remember watching that, and I was like, hopefully after because that was it was like a quick like between excuse me for Cowboy and Connor. I feel like with that fight, it could go really either way. I really thought going going into that match because I believe Connor has did what he did what he did was knock him out, but in the first early in the first round he knocked him out, and, or not knocked him out, but he stopped like he was a the ref stopped it in the first round to so say he didn't knock him out. But um, no, and uh, uh, I think Herb Dean stopped the match in the first round. But the thing is though, um, Connor, if Connor, if you if you're Conor going to that match, you got to know, you got to strike early and hopefully win that match, What he did. But if you're Cowboy, on the other hand, I was kind of thinking this. I was thinking, like, hey, go either way, because if Cowboy goes in there and wrestles him, it could go all five rounds, too, because, Cow- you know, Conor hit the time people were talking about how not not that it's poor, but not how, not how great Conor's wrestling game or grappling game wasn't great at that time, I don't think. Not like it is now, I don't think, because he's had time to, like, work on it and hold on, holding that craft. But I believe had cowboy going in there nicely prepared, and like planned on wrestling him or taking him down to the ground. They could have gone further. Had he gone, you know, done that, but her being stopped it, you know, in the first round. So it, it went in favor of economy. Yeah. So just one of those things, like they really could have gone either way for me. <laughs> and I would have liked either, either way's decision, you know.
1: Yeah. And it, it had something to do with the, sh- the shoulder strikes as well. When, uh, when that fight was happening.
0: Yeah, because I remember at the very beginning of the match, I think they were in the clinch, and mm-hmm. they came up, and I think Connor threw in some, I think, like, some his left shoulder, he threw him some soldiers or whatever in the clinse. And, like, same thing we did, we saw with, uh, I think, one of the last fights we had where uh, his, like, c- cowboy broke his nose. Or I don't know if he broke it, but it, there was quite a bit of blood coming out of the cowboy's nose. And once... You your nose passage gets broken or messed up and there's like tons of blood to spewing out. That's where your cardio goes out of whack because you can't breathe in. And once you start mouth breathing early, especially in the first round, that's where you're you're kind of tr- in trouble. You know, you're kind of up, up you know up crack creek without a paddle. You know, it's like you got nowhere to go because it feels like especially against Conor McGregor, it feels like you have to be on your A game. Just, that is that's where it happened. That's where it all went down, I think, for Connor or Cowboy. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, and then the, the head kick that struck Cowboy. Yeah. And had him all wobbly against the cage, that's when all the damage happened.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's when he I think he kicked him. He said it was a head kick. So after that they got of the clinch, they were kinda like in like kind of like struck on each other and all of a sudden there was a head kick from Connor. Who's by far still even I think today is one of the best kickboxers or strikers and are in the game still I think today. Um, next up and coming guy I would put him next to, who's great. I think he's good, he's good. he still has room to get better, but he's still phenomenal. now. Is Son O'Malley? Is he did uh-huh. like he did like one of those. I could definitely see I see a lot of the Conor McGregor I see a lot of Conor McGregor and Siggers on. I don't know why. I don't know what about it. it's feel like there's a lot of son or Con- or Connor and son. Does that make sense? Can I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like Connor delivered one of those uh high you know head kicks. He said, and, and that's where Connor, like, I think Cowboy kind of stuttered and then went to the gr- Went to the cage and all, oh, and you know, c- c- uh, ugh, Connor too many seeds in this too, too many seeds in this fight. Uh, Connor <laughs> went to the ground and just. Dance them off, you know, There's no, there's a point of no return there.
1: Yes. Um, Sean O'Malley. I mean, yeah. Some people are comparing him to an McGregor, even uh, Patty Pimplet. Um, just a, uh, just a bunch of rising stars that are upcoming. They always like trying to like give them the hype or like hype up the upcomers that are like that are like rising stars and stuff. You know, Sean O'Malley and Patty Pimplet are two of those stars that are on the rise. Yeah.
0: and since we're kind of talking about it real quick, I thought I'd ask you a quick, do you think it's unfair or fair to say that like like people are like comparing, like the whole comparison, like, oh, Sugger Sean's the next corner or Patty the Batty's next corner. Do you think that's fair to the fighters, like Sugger Sean or uh Patty? Or do you think there's fighters out there who like no, I want to make my own way. I don't want to be the next. No, with all due respect, I don't want to be the next Connor. I want to be the next me. Do you think that's a lot of that going on? Or do you think they like the comparison?
1: I think it's the media and the fans that are trying to push that into people's like path to greatness. Like uh, Sean O'Malley, I think he's just, he's just trying to do what he's just trying to do, like win fights and, of course do cel- weird celebrations that he does after he finishes them.
0: Mm-hmm. um
1: patty pimplett like he's all about energy uh to the crowd like i don't think he really cares about being the next mcgregor mm-hmm. um like he he just wants to fight of course and uh and eat of course uh, that dude likes to chow down on some food for sure
0: he does man he if you don't careful, give could be the next light heavyweight champ. Before we know it, um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, it feels like like you're right though. I think it's a lot of the media who are just trying to make those comparisons. I think, but regardless, I think I still like their styles. I think their own individual styles so of like Con- or uh, Patty the Batty, and um, I was about to say, I was about to say it just said in Conor McGregor, but it's not it's Patty the Batty and um, Sugar Sean because it feels like those two. Or just like one of the best, I think. Strike I can, when I mean striking, I mean not just punching, but I think kickboxing, um, kicking to the body, um, lower body, they can destroy you with anything, it seems like. And um kind of talk about um excuse me, Sugger Sean. I was gonna say battle the body, but he's not fighting this next card. But uh speaking of Sugger Sean, he is fighting the next UFC two eighty. I want to talk to you about. Um he's fighting against Peter Yon. Yawn. <laughs> And I want to say, I want to get your reaction on that fight. What do you think of like? What, let's kind of take me through your process of what you're thinking about that fight.
1: Well, uh, it's the first time that Sean O'Malley has is gonna gonna be fighting in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, man, this is a this is a big step up from from the rankings as well. You go from fighting uh, Pedro Munoz, who was like number ten or number nine. Guy in the bantamweight division, all the way down to number one against mm-hmm. de Young. That is insane. But Dana White went along with it because, um like, uh someone told him, like, let the fight happen. And Dana White was like, okay, like, we'll we'll put it on the card.
0: Yeah, so- it's so crazy. It's like, so I don't know. That's <laughs> Dana White is saying that. I don't know. It's like so crazy. It feels like every fight that fast few fights i think that um son has been in they've been like tests if you want to call them that and it feels mm-hmm. like son has knocked him out of the park every time you know unfortunately his last fight was a ended in a no contest uh, and unfortunately and um i think it was his last fight if i remember correctly and it was just one of those things where uh, where i was like and it was do it, do due, due to an eye poke, it there, there was a no, there was a no contest, and we got no definitive answer. So it felt like Connor, Connor, Son was one of those people who was like, he was actually like, even though they were like, he said, quote, test, it felt like they were really like, he was really dominating that last match that ended up in a no contest. The match was really his, I think, in his favor. And I can only imagine what he's going to do in this next fight because it felt like he didn't get a definitive like win or lose. And so I kinda wanna see how he's gonna go into that how he's gonna prepare for this next fight. Cause I can only imagine, you know, it's gonna be crazy once he walks back out there him and his skittle's hair.
1: <laughs> imagine if he does beat Piotrion. Do you know how crazy that's gonna be? He could yeah. be the next title shot guy and he can also be a main event fighter now instead of being just on the main card in general. He could be on the main event. He could be he's been on the co-main once with Cheeto Vera. We already know how that happened. Yeah. Like he hasn't really been legit finished. Sean O'Malley only got finished because of his leg. His leg or ankle got messed up against Cheeto Vera. They call they're gonna call it a TKO regardless. But he has not actually been knocked out or legit finished or even submitted in that case
0: yeah it's it, his resume really speaks for itself it feels like like what i like what i like about son even though he like you said he's never been finished or submitted submitted or knocked out whatever knocked down whatever really it just feels like he still technically like, calls him, they call himself undefeated you know yes. if, you ever, if you ever notice i kind of laugh at it every time i see it um whenever bruce buffer announces uh son you know when they do the in-ring introductions um, I'm trying to pull up the the fight card now on UFC.com, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see his record. But whatever his record is right now, he'll, for example, I think. Uh, do you know his record at the top of your head or not? Or no, or no.
1: That is like fifteen and one, but like he'll hold the zero up. Yeah, that's what
0: I love. That's what I was gonna get to. Every time Bruce Buffer goes fifteen <laughs> and one, song on that, he holds up his zero, like, like to the crowd. Like he, uh, that's what I love about Stoney. He's like he's got that personality. And Swagger, he's got like all the confidence in the world. He's got uber confidence oozing out of him. And he's not scared at all. That's what I love about Son. He's like, he's going to go in there. And I think he, I don't know if it's going to be, if he wins this match, I really could be a main event player or co-main at least. At least, co- hopefully co-main for sure. If not main event, I think he's that good.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's good too. Um, He's been a co-main once. I uh, haven't seen him in a main event at all, but like he's a very popular fighter and he's been on the pay-per-view cards for a reason. Mm. Nothing but pay-per-view events. Hasn't been on a fight night in the UFC apex or uh, just a, just a regular fight night in general. He's always on the pay-per-view events.
0: Yeah, for sure. For a reason. Yeah. And you know, he's really taking the bad, the badminton weight division by storm, I think too. And um, kind of speaking about the, that division. Um, we got another title fight on the UFC 280 in that division with TJ Dillashaw going in as a contender. Um, what do you think about that fight? Like kind of that division? Do you think winner? Do you think the winner of Sugar Sean's fight? Um, and Peter, um, do you think the winner that goes on to fight the the winner of TJ Dillashaw's fight?
1: Uh, quite possibly. Um, I am. I'm hoping for TJ Dillashaw because I'm still I'm still not high on Aljamain Sterling, especially with the last fight with uh, Piotr Jan. I think Piotr Jan beat Aljamain Sterling in their second fight. We already know what happened in the first fight, a legal knee. But the second one, I think Piotr Jan won that second fight.
0: I think so, too. It was obvious. I think so, too, and... Man, I'm kinda I'm kinda pulling for T.J. Dillis because I off due to the fact that like c- can you imagine in a main event somewhere like TJ Dillis offers a Sigur Sean for the title? Like That'd be crazy. that's like a main event that I'd buy 12 times out of 10, you know. I would I would have ordered that yesterday, you know. I think that's something I think that needs to happen. I could see that definitely happening one day, hopefully. If not, I'd like to see Sigur Sean with his hand raised and Bruce Buffer saying, you know, in your new, you know, badminton win or whatever, uh, champion. It's just crazy. I could I could see that happening one day, you know? That's crazy. Yeah, I, think, I think Sugar Saan versus, if he wins uh, UFC 2 against Peter, I could see, I think uh, saw versus any contender could be a really great fight, a really good main event.
1: Yeah, like that that whole division is stacked. Um, we just recently watched uh uh fight night happen in that mm-hmm. uh that card uh, between uh San Hagen and uh uh what was it? Song Yadong. Yeah. Um that that was gonna be a good main event and then uh just a nasty cut. You gotta watch out for those cuts too, because yeah. they can end great fights in an instant.
0: They can for sure. I remember just that one fight across the guy's forehead, and now it's just like that's so crazy. I like there's some stuff I can like stand, but they can, like you said, they can end great fights early, like due to a doctor, you know, just coming, like, hey, let me see that, and then automatically just they they, they wave it off, like, why are you kidding? Like, that's kind of one of those things, like, but you gotta obviously take the fighter's health into consideration, too. So, um, but yeah, yeah. um, kind of talk about. Those are the couple fights that are I'm, I'm looking for. Is there any other fights that you're looking for that are on the fight so on the card so far?
1: Uh, on the, the pay per view card.
0: Yeah, the main card. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to the main event. To be me honest too. with you, Chalo, Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makhachev. Mm-hmm.
0: What are you looking forward to in that fight? Cause the, okay, let me hold on, let me back up. Let me before I ask you that, let me ask you this. Um. Do you think this is going to be a quick turnaround for Charles? Because he just fought Nate. Didn't he? Uh, he
1: didn't fight Nate. He fought... Oh, uh, that's right, Ferguson. I'm sorry.
0: Different. Sorry. So what do you think about the main event? I should ask you that. I'm sorry. i sorry. I got my people confused. I always get those two. I don't know why in my head. Charles Oliveira and Tony Ferguson. I get those two confused. Don't ask me why. Can't tell you. But let me ask you. What are you looking forward to in this fight?
1: Um, Just how Islam... Islam approaches uh, Charles Oliveira because Charles Oliveira is a good grappler himself. Islam Makashev is known for his grappling for sure, coached by who else? Khabib. Mm-hmm. And uh, Islam has always had that like wrestling ability that uh, Khabib uh, had when uh, he was in the UFC. They actually trained together. Mm-hmm. So like now... When you're fighting a, a guy that has a great grappling grappling ability like Charles Oliveira, like what are you gonna do? Are you gonna try to mix it up? Are you gonna strike? Are you gonna uh, are you gonna try to take Charles down on the on the first move that you do? Um, just like I, I don't know. I I think he'll mix it up. So who knows? But Charles Oliveira can do both as well. He's got hands as well. We've we seen the way they put out uh, Michael Chandler, mm-hmm. uh, put out Justin Gagey, submitted Dustin Poirier, nearly submitted Tony Ferguson. Yeah. I mean, the guy, both of those guys are just monsters. And there's a reason why they're the biggest uh, fight out of the main card. That's why they're the main event. There's a reason for that as well.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think with Khabib being your coach, if you're looking at it as Islam, like on the Islam side, I think if you're looking at it as like Khabib being your coach, it feels like you're getting like the knowledge, you know, straight from God in a way. Because <laughs> it feels like yeah. you, you get that straight shot in a way. It feels like, because Khabib, I had mentioned earlier, I kind of alluded to earlier, he defeated Justin Gaethje in his last match as he t- in a title defense. in... But at the same time, though, Charles Oliveira, you just mentioned, just he submitted, almost submitted Tony, you know, uh, to, uh, beat Justin Gaethje. So it's like, how do you go into this prepared? You know, it's like your opponent beat one of your other opponents as a coach. You know, it's like, you don't know, like, it's really hard. To, I I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to this fight just for a lot of reasons because it feels like the what I love about fighting in UFC in general as a spectator is, like, the unknown. Like what you're walking into the, uh, no, it's like for this specific reason. I was like, why I watch it because like you can go into it and, and it feels like, well yeah, because you know this guy's a great wrestler, but you know what your opponent he's a great wrestler too. He's got great dif- defense against wrestling, and he do he can do X Y Z or this guy's a good fighter or a striker, but this good this guy's a good karate or whatever. Blah blah blah. Like, the list can go on and on. It's like I, I don't know. That's I'm getting excited just talking about it, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. Either side, I just want to be a great fight. I think overall, is there? I'm trying to think, is there any other fights that are, that are happening? I'm trying to let me see if I pull it up. What do you think?
1: Uh, Dario and Gamrot.
0: Oh yeah, that's good. I well, think
1: that's going to be a, a grappling fest, though.
0: I think so too. I think that's going to be just another yeah, like you said. Um, is there any prelims fights that I'm trying to think? Is there anybody on the prelims or the main card that you think of right now that sticks out to you?
1: Uh prelims um the only fight I can really that I really know is uh um uh, Bilal Muhammad, which I think he's a boring fighter anyway. Uh he's fighting uh Sean Brady.
0: Oh yeah, I just saw that one too. I think um you said he's a boring fighter.
1: <laughs> I think he's a boring fighter, yes. And why it's is not that? that exciting really?
0: <laughs> can I ask why? <laughs>
1: Uh, if you if you watch his fight with uh, Vicente Luque, the second mm-hmm. fight, dude was just like backing up the whole time, and then like he, I, of course, like he's just waiting for his like shot to like get Vicente, but he was like running around like most of the fight mm-hmm. until Vicente got tired. But like I, I just don't see like any excitement with Bala Muhammad, and then before his fight with a. Uh, Vicente Luque, he fought uh, Damian uh, Maya, or I think that's his name. Damian Maya, that kind of looks like uh, Ben Askren, but he's Brazilian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Like, that was like a slugfest, too. Like, it, or not a slugfest, a snorefest. So, I don't see anything uh, <laughs> about Bilal Muhammad.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, I don't know, neither, I don't know. It's gonna be crazy. Like he's, like he's. I've really never heard much about me personally. Never heard a whole, whole lot about him. So I'm kind of looking forward to see how that fight goes in the prelims. Cause I always watch, try to watch the prelims too, as part as the main card, you know. But um, I got to take that fight. I don't, I don't I've never had heard of him a couple of times, but really, I really don't think watched a whole lot of his fights before. But yeah. So I um, mean, you brought up Ben Askren. I forgot. I totally, my mind just totally just went clear. Ben Askren. I don't know why. I can't remember the last time. I've heard of Ben Askren's name before. <laughs> um, I, saw, I think the last time I heard him, Ben Askren's name was like when he fought one of the Paul box, one of the Paul the Paul brothers. Uh, I think that's the last time I heard Ben Askren's name <laughs> when he was like a split a bag, and that's it.
1: When he got knocked out again, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time before the boxing match was when uh, Jorge Mansfield knocked him out of the flying knee, <laughs> and he made his rounds that way. Yeah. Five seconds, quickest fight ever.
1: <laughs>
0: what do you I think? I remember
1: about- watching that live too.
0: What do you think about that fight going into? Like, what do you what what do you I mean? I was there, I don't I don't know if you could really call it a fight. Really, one move and that's it, and that's what ended it. But um, what do you think? What do you think going into it? Do you do you remember any of that? Like like okay like I'm ready for this fight. Was there any of that?
1: uh just watching the build up of the fight like um you know how they do that a little intro before the walkouts
0: oh yeah i was like
1: oh wow they really hate each other i was like well, let's see how this goes so i'm watching i'm taking a sip out of my water i'm at buffalo wild wings by the way and then like i <laughs> turn around for one second and the next thing you know ben ben Askren is down on the freaking canvas a <laughs> i was like what happened what happened Did he like throw a punch or something and he just fell over and now I'm looking at the replay. I was like, "Oh, that's what happened—a flying knee. He timed it.
0: <laughs> it's so crazy." I, I, that's how I felt with like on the opposite end with Leon Edwards fight a little bit with Kamaru Usman because um, there was a preseason Cowboys game on, and I literally had like the laptop re- recording this podcast off of. I had the fight on there watching it, and I had the Cowboys preseason game on. The preseason game just ended. Cowboys won. And they're kind of still in the highlights. So like if my if my computer's my laptop like this, right? My laptop. I'm sitting on my couch. I've been watching this whole fight, the fight between Leon Edwards. That's had my whole attention. I had the TV on me. I could like we talked about this last time, maybe I don't remember. But I was looking, well, I was watching the fight with Leon Edwards, and the whole match never looked up. Look up for a split second to watch the bit of the highlights, the was game. Look back down. Kamaru Lewis on the ground. The same way I'm like. I heard the kick. And I, I thought it was just like a. I, I didn't know what it was, to be honest. I didn't think it was like a knockout kick. I just looked yeah. at what and happen. And then all of a sudden, I stood I'm like, the Kamal, I, I done a pro- I, like, I was in the sock. I'm like, Kam- no way Kamal Usman just lost like that. I wasn't even watching it. And I watched the replay. Too, I'm like, that's crazy. But the same thing with Ben Asker. And I'm like, that was, that was a different though. Cause that was just a sort like one move done kind of thing. And I'm like, you're going to be kidding me. <laughs> like, one move. Knock Did you out. see the
1: commentators um, on their, like, the reaction when Usman <laughs> went down?
0: Oh, yeah. Just Joe Rogan or anything like that in DC.
1: And John Ennick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just crazy. Yeah, I love the reaction after a knockout.
1: <laughs> yeah, John Ennick was, no way! I was like, what? I was like, I mean, holy cow.
0: When you hear Joe Rogan going, oh, or whatever, out loud, gasping, and you hear DC yeah. say yell something, and John Annick, I'm like something big has happened. Joe Rogan is the first voice I hear. I don't know why. I felt like Joe is always the first one I hear. And all of a sudden, followed by John Anik. And that's like all I need to hear. I'm like, okay, I have to run into the room. Like, what does this happen?
1: What's <laughs> the most exciting.
0: Yeah, I think that's what... I kind of look forward... I really look forward to the mats m- first and foremost, but I kind of look forward towards the reactions after a knockout from... Uh, the reaction from Joe and all the rest of the commentators.
1: Yeah, like, that's that's my favorite, like... Commentator group too is uh John annick uh Joe Rogan for sure, and uh Daniel Cormier,
0: yeah, but that's gotta be mine too. I feel like that's like the standard, I feel like they're the standard for UFC commentary, you know. It feels like Ooh, they yeah. you can't be, you can't, the guy can't be masked at all, you know, because I think the last time I'm trying to remember, I think I feels like anybody else I felt like that was commentating, you know, it mm-hmm. like I, I don't, I listen to it, but I'm not really like hearing it, it feels like, yeah, they're there. I know that's where our job but it feels like when Joe and DC and Johnny are there, it feels like they're actual, like you picked out three fans from the crowd and like, hey, here's headphones, put them on and talk. That's what I get. That's what I feel like. They're they're legit fans. Like they're like fans at heart. They're just there to commentate, you know? Yes. That's what I felt like, but I don't know. That's pretty, I can't wait. I mean, the only other person I one if DC's not there, or Joe's not there. The only person I think I may listen to is possibly Michael Bisping. That's it. Yes. There you go. And that's maybe that's- it. What do you think? Like, is there any other people who, if, if another, that's our favorite podcast is Dawn and Joe and uh, DC, but is there anybody else that comes into play that you may, like, but so, you may take
1: easily Michael Bisping. Like, I think he's a great commentator, especially in the overseas. Um, uh, pay-per-view cards like uh, the Singapore one, Bisping was there. Um, just like all the like overseas, uh, UFC pay-per-view cards. It seems like Joe Rogan never shows up. It's usually, of course, John Anik, Daniel Cormier, Michael Bisping for sure, and then sometimes uh, Paul Felder.
0: Yeah, it feels like that's another that's another good like you said overseas and anything like that. But it feels like. With Joe, with Michael Bisping, it feels like he's, the, when Joe and all the, like, the normal crew's there, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like Michael Bisping's the really one I'm really, like, listening to. Because it feels like he's one of those people, too, who, like, he also has that, he like, has, like, a, like, t- he used to be a former fighter himself, you know? like yes. He's got the, he's like DC. It's like, DC, when DC speaks, it feels like you're hearing, like, a guy who was a former two-time champion of two different weight classes, And light heavyweight and heavyweight division. But when Michael Bisping, too, it feels like he's got that experience, too. It's like he knows what he's talking about, too. When DC and Michael Bisping speak, like, okay, I want to hear those guys, like, when the insider speak, you know? I don't know why. That's me. I don't know why. I just feel like I've always had that like that. I don't know. It's crazy, too, because Michael, I don't know. Probably dragging us out too long. I don't know. But (laughs) what I like about Michael Bisping, too, his, his what I like about him is his toughness too as a fighter, because he went in there with only one. Like I don't know if people know this, but he has a fake eye, and he actually fought yes. in the UFC. And like, I don't know if people are listening to this can fathom that you're at the well, highest level of MMA with one eye and you're dominating. You know.
1: <laughs> it's yes. UFC. Sorry, I didn't mean to mess up. I was oh, Uh yeah, Do you know yeah. what time it is?
0: Three sixteen. You need to okay, yeah. that. Okay, so good. Okay, cool. So we'll get out. We got here soon, but uh, yeah, it got some good fights coming up, dude. Uh, hopefully John, Joe, and DC will be out there, killing it. Hopefully, if not, yeah, I'll no. go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, they they'll yeah. probably be at the the Adesanya Pejda, uh, mm-hmm. card, in uh, New York City for sure.
0: Is That two eighty one.
1: Yes. We gotta so, talk about that one for sure. Yeah,
0: we will. we will. We'll come back on and talk about UFC 281. But uh, real quick, um, who? So I'm really looking forward to uh to uh results on it because so we we tried doing this before and you called it exactly, but I wasn't able to upload the podcast because you got all the picks right almost for that pay per view. But <laughs> for sugar Sean, I don't put too much pressure on you. Hopefully, but to oh. close this out. But for Sugar Sean and for Charles Oliveira, who's walking out of the vict- as victors?
1: Um, P-80. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be confident and pick Charles Oliveira. I think he's just too much for mm-hmm. Islam. Charles Oliveira will find a way to pick Islam apart.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think so. Is it gonna be by submission? You think, or do you think it's gonna go like by decision or knockout or submission or what?
1: I think by knockout.
0: Yeah, I could see that for sure. I could see any any of them, to be honest with you. But yeah, okay, last one, and we'll head out. Um, what about Sigur Sean, Sigur Sean and Peter? Um.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I could see it go to distance too. Um, but I think maybe if Sean O'Malley's careful with like Piotr Jan's leg kicks, I think Sean O'Malley could have the chance to win, especially with the reach advantage.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good one. I could see. Yeah, he said reach events. I think that would be a good way too. But yeah, okay. So you got some good picks. Hopefully this comes through for a listen, because you're right exactly, almost verbatim last time. We just weren't able to. I was yeah. able to upload the podcast on like, due to my side. But, um, Matt, thanks again for joining us or joining me. Um, we're going to talk about UFC 281 for sure when it comes time to it. But, um, just like you, I'll be watching the UFC 280. So thanks for joining, man. Can't wait to watch UFC 280.
1: Thank you for having me, Carter, and uh, Hook'em Horns.
0: Yeah, Hook'em Horns, tech. too. Oh, yeah, they can play tomorrow, too, so I uh, hopefully that'll be another good game, too. Real quick, before we wrap up, um, how much is UT beating Tech by?
1: I say by 10. Hook'em okay. Horns, and, uh-huh. like, I know Texas Tech does the horns down, and I got a message. It's guns down over here, and there's no firepower.
0: Okay, guns down all the way. I'm a big UT fan, too, so um, US, uh, UT by 10, and got... Great UFC fart coming up, so can't wait. Uh, Thanks again, Matt. Thank you, brother. Peace, man. Have a good day.
1: Peace. You too.